You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Even though the persecution has is pressuring Paul and Barnabas to leave, Paul and Barnabas stayed in Iconium, and the passage said they stayed there a long time. Say it out loud, what? A long time. They endured the persecution. They endured, you know, the gossip and the slander. They just stayed there and they wanted to root those new believers deep into God's Word. What's your natural reaction to being in an uncomfortable situation? Is it trying to find a way out of it? Well, in today's edition of The Simple Truth, Pastor Dion talks about how the Lord will put us in uncomfortable situations. It's so easy to get comfortable being surrounded by believers, but there will be times when you're the minority. As we follow Him and spread the gospel, we'll be put into awkward circumstances. God will never put you into a situation that you can't handle, so put your trust in Him and He'll provide. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Romans chapter 14 as he begins his message, Impact. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to say thank you. You are an amazing, wonderful Father that has given us salvation, has adopted us into your family, and has provided for us has protected us. You have done an amazing job for us. As we come, Lord, we gather around Your Word and we pray to hear Your voice. You speak to our hearts. You counsel us and guide us and direct us. I pray, Father, that we would absorb it, that we would live it, and that we would be the better for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. A few days before Jesus crucifixion, Jesus made an announcement. He announced that because Israel rejected him, God would leave the Jewish temple desolate. Everybody say the word, what? Desolate. So Jesus, right before he's crucified, makes an announcement and he says, hey listen, you Jews, because you rejected God's only son, you rejected the Messiah, God is going to leave your temple desolate. He is going to vacate his longtime address. He had been living amongst the Jews for hundreds of years, manifesting his glory to them. But because they rejected Jesus, they rejected the Savior, Jesus said, he's going to leave your house desolate. He's going to check out. In fact, here is Jesus' statement in Matthew 23, 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The city that kills the prophets and stones all those God sends to her. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks beneath her wing. But you wouldn't let me. And now your house will be left to you. Everybody say the word desolate. Then at Jesus' death on the cross when he breathed his last, And he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. At that moment, the Bible says that the curtain in the temple 
tore from the top to the bottom. God checked out of the temple that day. He left the Jews and Jerusalem. And He started singing to the Gentiles, the non-Jews. You know what He's saying? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? I always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Right? I want to live in a neighborhood with you, God said to the Gentile. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad he did. See, God left his earthly home, the temple of Jerusalem, not just to move next to us stinky Gentiles, but to move in with us. To fill our hearts with salvation, life, peace, and joy. And the book of Acts that we've been reading records God out of the box saving Gentiles. Out of the temple, out of Jerusalem, saving Gentiles. The book of Acts tells how that God saved the Gentiles with this. Everybody say it out loud with a what? The gospel message. Say it again. The gospel message. So, God said, hey listen, I'm going to check out of Jerusalem. I'm going to check out from the Jews because I want to extend my family. And I want to extend myself into the lives of non-Jews. And He did. And the way He did it, how He ended up getting out into the lives of the Gentiles was through the gospel message. What is that? Well, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. And whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Right? He gave His Son. And here's the rest of the Gospel. Okay, so God gave His Son. Jesus was the Son of God. He proved it through fulfilled prophecies. Through the miracles that He did. He proved it by resurrecting from the dead so that any who believe in Him will be saved. That's the Gospel message. Look at your neighbor and say, that's the Gospel message. God loved us. He sent His Son. Jesus was the Son. He proved it by resurrecting from the dead. And whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the Gospel message. That's the gospel message that Jesus commissioned the Apostle Paul and us to share. God and Jesus did all the heavy lifting. They risked, they sacrificed, but they need us. Everybody say it. They what? They need us to be their voices. Right? There's a good place to look at your neighbor and say, Echale! Look at him and tell him, Echale! Or go for it might be another word to say. Paul and Barnabas became voices to the Gentiles for the Lord Jesus, for God. They became voices, first of all, as we look at the map, they became voices to uh, the people in Antioch. They were from Jerusalem, but they went to Antioch. The Gentiles there received, believed and received Jesus Christ as Savior, and they began to coach them up, to disciple them, to be like Christ. Isn't that awesome, guys? A wonderful church it just kind of developed in Antioch. 
And then, from there, Paul and Barnabas decided to go to Cyprus, the island of Cyprus. They covered the entire island sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ that we just talked about, reaching people there in the entire place. They only had one convert. Everybody said, what? One person that believed out of the whole island that's actually documented. But thank God, right? Because one soul in the kingdom is Still a great achievement, right? All right, so here's what they do. They leave from Cyprus. They don't give up. They don't stop because there's only one convert. They move to the next place. They come over to the area of Galatia. Everybody said Galatia. And they come to a city called Antioch. And there in Antioch, they preach the gospel. And guys, what happens is there's a great move of God. God does some great things there as they're preaching the gospel. But the Jews in Antioch, they don't like Paul and Barnabas there, and they don't like their message. So they escort them out. They kick them out. Look at your neighbor and say, they kicked them out. Did Paul and Barnabas stop? No! They moved to the next place. They came to a place called Iconium. Everybody said out loud, what? Iconium. And here's what happens. As they go over to Iconium, Paul and Barnabas preach, again, the gospel message. They're sharing Jesus Christ. And guys, what ended up happening is in Iconium, there was a Gentile awakening, a revival. The Jews rejected the message, but the Gentiles believed it. And there was an amazing revival that took place. The Jews in Iconium, though, got upset that so many of the Gentiles were responding to this gospel message. So the Jews persecuted Paul and Barnabas. But Paul, and I'm going to call him Barney, Paul and Barney knew that if they left Iconium, the new believers would wither and dry up. So they finally come to a city where there's a big response to the gospel message as they share it with the Gentiles, but the Jews start persecuting them. Well, should we leave? Should we just go to the next town? But Paul and Barnabas knew, guys, that new believers need to be rooted and grounded. Say that out loud. They need to be what? Rooted and grounded. In fact, Paul explained it to another group of believers like this. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 says this, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, everybody read it out loud with me, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down deep into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth. You see that? It's more than just responding to the gospel message. Sure, we become saved and we're adopted into God's family, but we need to be rooted and grounded in truth. Can you say amen? Listen, we won't be able to withstand temptations, troubles, and trials if we haven't anchored deep into God's Word. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you right now. Just look at him and tell him he's talking about you. So for that reason, there in Iconium where there's a big Gentile revival going on, even though the persecution has, is pressuring Paul and Barnabas to leave, 
Paul and Barnabas stayed in Iconium, and the passage said they stayed there a long time. Say it out loud, what? A long time. They endured the persecution. They endured, you know, the gossip and the slander. They just stayed there, and they wanted to root those new believers deep into God's Word. So they stayed a long time and caused those new believers to grow deep in their faith. Unfortunately, as people, as Christians grow deeper in faith, it causes this. Everybody said out loud, what? Oh, everybody said, oh. Have you felt the tension? As you've grown as a Christian, it seems that there is division gets caused around you because of it. You see, some family and friends don't like the change or the transformation that's happening to you. You know, you're marching to a different drummer. You're being filled with a different spirit. You're speaking a different language. You know, when you're saying, praise the Lord. You know, the profanity has died. The machisoism has kind of faded. You're speaking a new language. You're marching to a different drummer. You're filled with a different spirit. So, so they, some of your family and friends don't like it. It irritates them. It frustrates them. It confuses, convicts, and even angers them. Well, Jesus predicted that. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 51, let's read Jesus' words. He said this, Do you think I have come to give peace to the earth? No, rather strife and division. From now on, families will be split apart. Three in favor of me and two against, or perhaps the other way around. A father will decide one way about me, his son the other. Mother and daughter will disagree, and the decisions of an honored mother-in-law will be, dis will be spurned by her daughter-in-law. Well, that was exactly what was happening in Iconium. The Gentiles had responded to the gospel message. And now Paul and Barnabas were discipling to become more like Christ. It started to cause big divisions in the city with their families. And there was tension and strife, just like Jesus said there would be. That's what was happening. And what ended up happening in Iconium is a mob of the unbelievers erupted. Uh, unbelievers threatened to stone Paul and Barnabas. You, you know what? You're in trouble. You guys are creating a problem. We're going to get rid of you. So Paul and Barnabas escaped to this place. Everybody said out loud, what? Lystra, just 20-some miles uh, up into the mountains from where they were at. Everybody say the name again. Lystra. So they leave Iconium. They go to Lystra. Now, Lystra was a very rural mountain village. You know, lifted four-by-fours in the driveway, four or five hunting dogs on each porch, you know, spit cans in the living room, beer and tobacco cans in the fridge, you know, rednecker and you on the radio, you know, that kind of thing. You, you might be a redneck, but I'm rednecker and you. That's what they, 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 they say. But the rednecks in Lystra weren't bragging about having the biggest buck on the wall or the biggest chew in their draw or that they drank the most alcohol. That's not what they were bragging about. Oh, no. Everybody said, oh, no. The people in this little mountain village of Lystra were bragging about having the most beautiful temple of all. Everybody say, whoa. 
See, Lystra had one of the biggest and most beautiful temples dedicated to the Greek god Zeus. Would you like to know why? Would you, are you interested in a little bit of history? Since you insist. Well, it all started, this big temple in this little mountain village, all started with a legend. See, during the silent period, that's the 400 years that's between your Old Testament and New Testament. It all started then. Supposedly, a couple of Greek gods, Zeus and Hermes, decided to play undercover boss. Let's just go down amongst men and see how they treat us, how they react to us. Let's just, but we'll go undercover, see who is really real and who isn't. So Zeus and Hermes go through all of their regions and they're visiting places. Well, guys, they traveled throughout the region and when they came to Lystra, the mountain people didn't treat them well. The mountain people were rude and inhospitable. There was only one elderly couple who offered them food and lodging. Zeus and Hermes were outraged. We need to teach these hicks a lesson, is what they said. Everybody say, uh-oh. According to the legend, Zeus and Hermes stormed and washed away the entire village for the exception of the older couple's little hut. All right, because Zeus is the god of storm, the storm god, the god of thunder. So he said, we're going to teach these guys a lesson. He stormed, he and Hermes, and then they washed away the entire village except the one couple who gave them hospitality. They left their hut alone, unscathed, untouched. They then turned their little hut into a palatial palace and gave them oversight of the village. That was the legend. Well, later when the Romans came into power, they erected a huge and elaborate temple to Zeus in this mountain area. Paul and Barnabas arrive in Lystra, all right, this community where this has happened, as the legend goes on. They arrived there, and since there was no Jews or Jewish synagogue there, Paul kick-started a sermon, because he's there to preach the gospel. So he kick-started a sermon. That's where we are, chapter 14, verse 7. Here's what it says. And they were preaching the gospel there. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, read it with me, stand up straight on your feet. And everybody, and he leaped and walked. Isn't that awesome, guys? So there in the middle of Lystra, Paul starts sharing about Jesus Christ. That Jesus, it was the Son of God. That He fulfilled hundreds of prophecies. Jesus worked countless miracles. He was falsely accused and brutally murdered. But the Lord loved. He loved to the very death. 
And then after three days, after he died, he resurrected from the dead. Paul's preaching this. Paul says he's a living God. And through him, we can have unlimited and eternal salvation. Isn't that cool, guys? So he preaches that message to them. As Paul preached, faith began to swell in a lot of people there, in a few people, and especially in a paralyzed man that was in that audience. Because, guys, here's the truth. Everybody said out loud, faith comes by hearing God's word. Said out loud, faith comes by hearing God's word. Well, Paul told the paralyzed man as he recognized that, that there was faith in this man, that he was swelling up with faith. Paul told the paralyzed man to stand. He leaped up and was miraculously healed. God confirmed his word with signs following. So the guy, I mean, he miraculously healed. The miracle caused a few of the town folk to believe and receive Jesus. I mean, think about it. As Paul's preaching about Jesus, and then he tells this man, stand up on your feet, and the man leaps and walks. I mean, man, people say, if this is, Jesus is truly God, he is preaching a true gospel. So there were people there who did believe at that point, and we'll meet them later. But guys, but the majority of people thought the miracle was something else. So some believe this is an act of God. God, you know, this is obviously a true message. And they believed in Jesus. But there were others who said, this is something else. Look at your neighbor and say, this is something else. The people and mountain men in Lystra start shouting in their Lyconian language. All right? So up to now, Paul's been speaking probably Greek. And as he's speaking to them, as they, though they, they speak the language, but then all of a sudden after this healing, I mean, the people start speaking in a Lyconian language. Paul and Barnabas don't know the language. But what those people were saying in Lystra was, they're back. Everybody said out loud, what? They're back. Who's back? Zeus and Hermes are back. That's what they thought. Abracadabra, pata de cabra, right? That's what they're saying. Paul and Barnabas have no idea what those people are saying. I mean, but they're acting like they just want a car and the price is right. Paul and Barnabas thinks it's another Gentile revival. They're getting the message. In fact, let's read it. Now, when the people saw what Paul had done, Paul didn't do it, God did it, right? They raised their voices saying in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. Then the priests of Zeus, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. So here's Paul, he preaches this message. He sees guy who has faith to be healed. He tells him to jump up, and he does. He's completely healed the people. Some believe in Christ, and others are saying, in the Iconian language, they're back!
Our time with you is coming to an end today on The Simple Truth, but we're so glad that you joined us for Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Acts. There's much more to learn from the life of the early church, so we hope you'll tune in again. If you're listening in the Española area right now, we would like to extend an invitation to you. Come join us for our weekly services at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Come by at 9 or 11 a.m. to spend time with us in worship, Bible study, and fellowship. We also meet on Wednesday evenings for a Bible study at 7 and Saturday evenings at 6.30. You'll find directions and more information about Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel when you visit tmcalvary.com. If you can't make it in person, you can still join us virtually through Facebook Live. Just follow the link to our Facebook page at tmcalvary.com and tune in this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. While you're at our website, you'll also be able to access our archive of previous teachings on various books of the Bible by Pastor Dion. Just click on Sermons at the top of the page to open our audio archive or visit our YouTube page to experience the service through video. Feel free to share these links with anyone in your life that you think might benefit from hearing the simple truth of God's Word. We're so glad that you joined us today on The Simple Truth. We encourage you to read ahead in the book of Acts and discover more about the disciples and how the early church got started. Then, join us next time for Pastor Dion's continuing verse-by-verse study right here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim We'll be fools for you as you work in us May your power show in the deeds we sow Let us join our hands and together we stand Together we stand